You're listening to World Talk Radio, where the world comes to listen and talk. Inspired, informed, motivated, and recharged on radio's favorite power hour, Star Style, Be the Star You Are, with your hosts, Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany. Every day is a stellar day on Star Style, Be the Star You Are. Let's get this party started. Cynthia will be back to kick it all off after this break. You'll find all you need in the light that shines. Believe in yourself Apathy, violence, and negative messages are everyday occurrences in our country. You can be a change maker when you dare to care by supporting Be the Star You Are Charity, a 501c3 that empowers women, families, and youth through improved literacy, positive media, and tools for living. Visit www.bethestarur.org to find out how you can make a difference in our world. Everyone counts. That web address again is www.bethestarur.org. Be the star you are.org. You get up every morning, put your best foot forward, and listen for the 5 o'clock whistle to blow and sum it all up to all in a day's work. But Michael Curtis has some good news. You don't have to fight your way through the bustling mob for all your hard work to pay off. Consider your options will help you realize your life's goals while you actually do something you love to do. Discover opportunities that you'll enjoy and set yourself up for predictable and lasting income. Consider your options every Monday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific on World Talk Radio Studio A. The world is talking. World Talk Radio. Studio A. You're listening to Star Style, Be the Star You Are, with hosts Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany. Be the Star You Are is a 501c3 nonprofit corporation to improve literacy and positive media. All contributions and donations are tax deductible. To comment on today's show, please call in toll-free at 1-866-613-1612. That's 1-866-613-1612. Or send an email to info at bethestarur.org. Now, back to Star Style, Be the Star You Are, with the Oprah of the Airwaves, Cynthia Bryan. Be the star you are. Well, hello, Power Partners, and welcome to our radio talk party, Star Style, Be the Star You Are. I am Cynthia Bryan, and with me is my stupendous sidekick, Heather Brittany. Hello, hello. <laughs> we are always happy to be here with you every week as your success coaches on the airwaves, bringing you the authors and the experts and the professionals that will help you live an expanded life. This show is brought to the airwaves under the auspices of Be The Star You Are charity. You can visit org. Well, today's show is guaranteed to transform your life while helping you understand the importance of living 
living healthy and fulfilled. First up, Heather and I are going to be giving you the opportunity to participate in our newest book endeavor, Be the Star You Are for Teens. Following that, inventor, author, and lifestyle healer Lorraine Mignol shows us how to achieve wellness and longevity on many levels with her book, Die Healthy, How to Pursuing the Dream of Wellness and Longevity. And then following that, we will be talking about Alzheimer. Nancy Pierce encourages us to create vital relationships with people suffering from dementia, and her book is Inside Alzheimer's. So grab a favorite beverage, sit back, turn up the volume, and rejuvenate with us right here on Be the Star You Are. Our purpose in providing you this show is to communicate to you that you already possess everything you need to be the writer, product, producer, <laughs> yeah, the production too, the director star of your life. We want you to do three things, and what are they, Heather? Definitely, we want you to smile, have fun, and be willing to take that chance to be wild and crazy. And we want to introduce you to new great books and authors who have penned them. So get ready to pump your energy, love, learn, laugh, listen, and live your dreams. The Miracle Moment for today is brought to you by the Carmony Collection, handmade, handcrafted handbags with vintage bangles, baubles, and beads. Visit www.myspace.com forward slash Carmony Clutches, and that's Carmony with a K, Clutches with a K. And this is from Theodore Parker. The books that help you most are those which make you think most. A great book that comes from a great thinker is a ship of thought deep freighted with truth and beauty. How truthful that is. So in 2001, as we're talking about books, a couple weeks before 9-11, I wrote an award-winning book called Be the Star You Are, which became the signature book of the charity. Now, I'm thinking of 9-11 right now as I'm broadcasting to you live from New York City. (laughs) Yes, the city that never sleeps. And I tell you, as I was walking down Fifth Avenue today, I was just amazed at how many people are out on the street. It's like thousands and thousands. It's just so different from where we are in California. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, yeah, and it's absolutely have... beautiful. It's, uh, you know, a little chilly, but the sun is shining. It's no humidity. It's beautiful. But anyway, getting back to Be the Star You Are book, we are following up this success story with a second book in the series, and then hopefully we're going to do um, two more, but we're going to start off with Be the Star You Are for Teens and then follow that up with Be the Star You Are for Women. And Heather and I are going to talk about Be the Star You Are book and how you can participate because what we're doing is we're inviting you to write a chapter, each which would begin with the gift of, and it's going to be short, just 630 words or less, and each chapter has an exercise, an adage, and a life lesson. And we really would love to have teens write stories because we'd love this book to be by teens for teens. Or anyone, of course, who ever has been a teen to submit their story. <laughs> yeah, and you know, I felt you know, just as you participated in uh, the main co-authoring for Chicken Soup for the Soul, and the main thing is, you know, how they started out was with people writing in, and <clears throat> excuse me, and uh, from that, you know, and so now you have your fantastic book, which the first time was um, solely just uh, authored by yourself, but because there's been such an amazing response to it. And so many people, you know, they have come to you and said, I, I, you know, after reading your book, I realized, you know, I have so many stories. I have so many gifts I want to share, too. 
And, you know, I think especially, too, being at the charity office with all these fantastic volunteers you have, and a lot of them are high school, are youths, are in their teenage years, and they have fantastic gifts to offer. And so, you know, this kind of discussion of it, of, you know, hey, Cynthia, we want to we share our gifts as well. And so, you know, as, as I feel I've experienced things and I feel that everyone I've ever encountered has some kind of story, has something to teach, um, that's why, you know, we want everyone to get involved and, uh, you know, share your gifts as well. Make sure that we have 99 gifts to share and, uh, you know, really get this series going. Because yeah, and you can be a public, you know, of course, then you get public. Yeah. And I think what's exciting is to give uh, teenagers a voice. Exactly. And it was actually a teenager who encouraged this. When I first wrote my manuscript for 10 Speed Press, I originally my proposal had said that I wanted to do a book for teens and I wanted to do a book at home, at work, at play, etc. But, you know, over the years you get involved in other things, you get distracted, and, you, and I just I never went yeah. forward making the second one in the series. And it, we were participating, we being Be the Star You Are volunteers, in a community outreach program recently, which was to involve teenagers in learning to be a volunteer, to give back, to make a difference, doing whatever they could for other for charities. And there were many different kinds of charities there. We were a literacy charity. You know, there were there were charities there for the homeless, or there were charities there that were medically related, or food related, or clothing related. And this girl came up and said, uh, she was like 16, she said, oh, I love the Be the Star You Are book. Why haven't you written a Be the Star You Are for teens? And I said, well, that's a great idea. I always thought about doing it. I just haven't gotten around to doing it. And she said, no, no, I, you misunderstood me. I meant, why don't you write one but invite teenagers yeah. to submit? And I went, what a great idea, because that really hadn't been something. And you're right, Heather. Having been part of the Chicken Soup for the Soul series, I mean, becoming a New York Times bestseller with Chicken Soup for the Gardener Soul, I really understand this whole anthology idea and how to put it together. So I'm so excited about it. So I want to just give a couple of the guidelines and then encourage anyone who would like to write a story to go to bethestarur.org website. And on the left-hand column, you'll see just uh, different headings, and one will say write. And when you click on that, it'll take you to this new book um, submission, how you with all the guidelines. And there'll also be a chapter that is a sample chapter of the gift of abundance that I wrote. So you'll get the feeling of it. We want to have the same voice for the book. So each, each uh, story will have your personal story, something that has true, with a lesson in it, what you learned from what happened to you. Uh, again, it can be anything from 360 words to 630 words, which is a very short amount. And then you'll have a short little exercise that you create, and if you have trouble creating it, I can help you with that. Or and writing an adage, which would be either a quote by your front that you're, you have um, designed, or maybe just something that's from history, as long as we know where it is. But we do have to have original pieces. And here's the good news, Heather, that uh, anyone who's a professional writer will like, is that you'll keep the copyright to your article, and you'll be able to use it wherever else you want, all you'll have to do is let Be the Star You Are include it in the book. You'll also get a 40 to 50 word bio. 
and we will promote all the authors that get published in the book. We'll promote them on the website. We'll promote them in our newsletters. We'll talk about it here on the radio. Our family. Yes, exactly. It's this is our family, and and then if anyone wants to order a book, they'll get deep discounts on it so that they can buy the book to give to their friends or to sell or whatever. That's, now you can autograph your own book. That's right. How <laughs> to autograph your own book. And let's just talk about some of the chapters and yeah. what it means yeah, as far can, as the uh, gifts of. Because it, if you go online and you look at, again, all the information is at be the star you are dot org. But in the original book, Be the Star You Are, we had 99 different chapters, and the subtitle was uh, Living, Loving, Laughing, and Learning to Make a Difference. This will be Be the Star You Are for Teens, 99 Gifts for Living, Loving, Laughing, and, and we're adding one word in there, Leading and Learning to Make a Difference, because our motto has become here is Read, Lead, Succeed. We really believe the more you read, the more you succeed. The more you read, the better you write. I'm often asked, how did I become a writer or how did I become a good writer? And it's because I read three or four books yeah. a week. And so, I, was, I was just going to say, you know, if people, if they're just tuning in for the first time or they're just finding out about um, this, that something, a really great thing is go buy the book first. You really get a feel for it. Make sure, you know, this is something you want to be a part of, I promise. Um, and so that no way, you know, the best way to get kind of a, a background on it is read the book. They're so, you know, as you always say, with the toilet reads. Is that I call it a really, toilet book. They're really quick little reads. Quick, like and, three minutes. Yeah. And, you know, and if uh, you have and you're looking to say, okay, I feel I have a great story. Where do I go? You know, or what should I title it? Just reference um, our, our, orig- or your original first 99 guests and see, you know, what been done already because you know that's what we're looking for is something really great fantastic and make a difference but we don't want to be creating the same book all over again we want to have the same powerful meaning but you know find your own you know you there may be yeah exactly you know there's the gift of you in there that find what is the gift you have to give and and uh you know just kind of reference the things before and really you know base it off of that because we know there is a million more than 99 guests out there, and we really want to hear from everyone. Well, and that's really, this is a great point to, to add, is that the gifts that we included in the first book, and if, you're, if you don't know what we're talking about in gifts, that's the name of our chapters. Let me just give you an example. Every chapter starts with the gift of, and it could be like abundance, acceptance, action, adventure, appreciation, connection, conviction, cooperation, grace, gratitude, purpose, prayer, reflection, responsibility, serendipity, truth, understanding, and it, and it goes on. But anyway, there's, and there's 99 of them. But, you know, as Heather said, we haven't listed all the gifts. And just today I was talking to some teens, and one said, what about the gift of endurance? I said, oh, good one. Let's put that one in. You know, it's like, hey, I'm not a sprinter. I'm a marathon runner. <laughs> so I thought that was a great one. Uh, one of my girlfriends, Eileen, she had been mentoring a teen, and she said, what about the gift of mentoring? Because that's so important is to mentor others. I thought, wow, that's a great one. Someone else said, what about the gift of money? I love that. Let's bring more money into that's our nice lives. Person. Okay. So, you know, so we're, we're adding all different kinds of gifts. We'll end up with 99, but they may not be the same ones that are in there now. They might. Uh, another person said, what about the gift of sleep? I'm tired all the time. Hey, that is a gift, or the gift of time. That's another great gift. So if you have another idea, like 
in my last book, there were two I didn't get in that I really wanted. One was integrity and one was respect, the gift of respect, the gift of integrity. Definitely want both of those in this time again. So we're going to do that. We're going to make sure that, that those are in there. And then when it comes to little exercises, what happens at the end, the exercises can be small, and it's, uh, it's just to help you get in touch with what that gift is. It's like if it was the gift of action, I had an, I had an exercise that was called Lights, Camera, Action, and it talked about how Al acting was reacting, and for any action there's immediate reaction, whether good or bad, and how living and acting are the same. And then it just said how to find a special partner and don't try to be funny, but try to react to each other's actions. So, like, if I tap you on the shoulder, what kind of reaction do you get? And then end up with some kind of quote that you can use. In the gift of action, I had the quote, tomorrow never comes, act now. So that was definitely a very important. Well, Heather, give out the website because we are out of time of this one. We really hope that everyone will get involved in uh, sending in a submission for Be the Star You Are for Teens. Exactly. So go to bethestarur.org, myspace.com forward slash Carmony Clutches. And, you know, as we always say, um, to be a leader, you must be a reader, but maybe to be a leader, you must be a writer. So ah. get writing, read the book, check it all out, and uh, come be part of our book. Very good. And, by the way, the proceeds will benefit charity, so you will be making a difference. Well, we'll be back in a minute with healthy life strategist and inventor Lorraine Mignot. Stay with us. I'm Cynthia Bryan. And I'm Heather Whitney. And you're listening to Star Style. Be the star you are. We're going to get healthy when we come back. This business like no business can hold you in the dark. But if that voice keeps calling you, the choice is in your heart. Then this business, I'm sure You're listening to World Talk Radio, where the world comes to listen and talk. Hi, my name is Crystal Goodfellow, and I am a volunteer with Be The Star You Are charity. I'm here today to ask you to consider making a contribution to this worthwhile organization that encourages and empowers families and youth at risk by providing literacy and positive programming. Please visit the website at www.bethestarur.org or call the offices at 877-944-STAR. Since 1999, Be The Star You Are has served more than 20,000 individuals and families and donated more than $850,000 in resources to improve lives. Be The Star You Are needs your support. You can donate your vehicle, buy our signature books, or make a contribution online. Everything counts, especially you. www.bethestarur.org or 877-944-STAR. Thanks for helping the kids. 
Are you living your dreams? Want to create a life you love but don't know how to begin? Lifestyle coach and personal growth expert Cynthia Bryan has jump-started the lives and careers of clients for over two decades with her signature star-style consultations with personalized sessions by phone or in person. You'll turn your passions into profits. Visit www.cynthiabryan.com or call 925-377-STAR. That's cynthiabryan.com or call 925-377-7888. Cynthia Bryan is your guide on the side. www.cynthiabryan.com You can be the star you are. Listen. Listen. Are you ready? The world is talking. Are you ready? World Talk Radio. Studio A. You're listening to Star Style. Be the star you are with hosts Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany. Be the star you are is a 501c3 nonprofit corporation to improve literacy and positive media. All contributions and donations are tax deductible. To comment on today's show, please call in toll free at 1-866-613-1612. That's 1-866-613-1612. Or send an email to info at be the star you are.org. Now back to Star Style. Be the star you are with the Oprah of the Airwaves, Cynthia Bryan. Be the star you are. Well, we appreciate you staying with us on this hour of power. I am Cynthia Bryan, your personal growth coach. Henry David Thoreau said, We must walk consciously only partway toward our goal and then leap into the dark to our success. Well, beauty and health concerns are the top of our mind, yet most people live their life like a trend, jumping on every diet and every lifestyle bandwagon. But how do we change our lives for the better and ensure a long and healthy life? Award-winning Canadian inventor Lorraine Bignall, she is the author of Die Healthy, Pursuing the Dream of Wellness and Longevity, points the way for us. She is with us today. Welcome, Lorraine, to Star Style. Be the star you are. It's my pleasure. Oh, it is a pleasure to have you, Lorraine. You are an inventor, and you are such an avid proponent for healthy living, specifically modeling lifestyle and eating habits after the French because they have such a great way of living, and it's a healthy way. Let's talk about your book, Die Healthy, Pursuing the Dream of Wellness and Longevity, and the many programs that you have patent pending that you've done so much research on that can really help all of us live a happy, healthier, and truly more enjoyable life. Very much so. The book, unlike most, is based on my lifestyle programming, research and product development, and it's backed by a worldwide scientific search by my patent agent. It's a book that has changed so many people's lives, and it's being showcased in Frankfurt, uh, Germany this month, and we're hoping that uh, with approved foreign rights, we will have an opportunity to reach so many more people worldwide. Well, how is it that you feel that we as a population need to start emulating the French? You have some really startling statistics in here about the amount of obesity both in Canada and in America versus what's going on in France because we have 
60% of the population went in, in America and 50% of the population in Canada, and we're not eating healthy. We're not living healthy. People call you an angel on earth because of your, your research and disease, and disease intervention. So let's talk about the eating habits and how you are talking about drinking the correct water, getting enough sleep, and the kinds of fruits, vegetables, meats that we should be partaking in as opposed to what we are partaking in. Well, let's start with food choices. It's so important to be selective, both in terms of the type of food choices and also the quality, the best that you can afford. And this, in turn, will help with better management of insulin and blood sugar levels. And, for example, uh, as far as fruits, you might choose less sweet fruits, such as an apple, berries, or kiwis, less starchy vegetables, for example, asparagus, lettuce, zucchini. And in talking about lettuce, you talk a lot about the red leaf lettuce, of having much more nutrients for us. Yes, and in making a salad, you might choose to combine the two, both the green and the red, simply for the harmony of the the food plate and uh, for nutrient values as well. Throughout your book, Lorraine, you have case studies. Many, many different people who have had different lifestyle choices, and many of them are vegetarian. And when we think of vegetarians, we think, well, that's obviously healthy. But the reality was is most of your case studies had health concerns where they were either stressed or fatigued or they had, if it was a female, they had female problems or they had headaches or skin and hair problems. And it was that they weren't making the right vegetable and fruit choices. And what was astonishing is within a week or so, and usually within a couple of months, their health concerns were alleviated by following your book and your recommendations. Yes, that's very true. And unfortunately, a lot of people will jump on the bandwagon, make food choices, uh, clips that they may hear in the media or see in a magazine, and they think it's for them. But unfortunately, if they have no knowledge of their fasting blood glucose, for example, this could be a serious issue if they make wrong choices in in foods. Well, you talk a lot, too, about tryptophan, which is it also is great for helping you sleep. Uh, and then the Japanese con- um, company that made of an inferior quality and then it was pulled off the market, et cetera. Would you address that a bit? Because that seems to be something that you don't hear people talking about anymore. And instead, as you're saying, these fad diets go in and out and everybody jumps on those bandwagons when they really need to stay with the tried and the true. Very much so, and if people have an understanding that certain foods, for example, poultry, especially turkey, and uh, natural dairy products that are least processed, such as ricotta, uh, soft mozzarella, often known as bocconcini, plain yogurt, these are foods that are high, naturally high, in tryptophan, which is an amino acid, a protein amino acid, and for women... In particular, it's important that they have a very high level of this in the diet. 
to encourage better sleep? Well, this is one of the things that you talk about. Again, the book we're talking about is Die Healthy, Pursuing the Dream of Wellness and Longevity. I think this is a great title, Lorraine, because, you know, I was talking to one of my friends today, and we were saying we want to die healthy. We want to live healthy. We want to die healthy. And we just want to, we want to die completely used up, having had such a great life. Why would you want to die sick? This is a great title. But the insomnia, especially in women, the sleep quality is so less. What is one in three people suffer from insomnia? That's a very serious illness. It's a serious concern. It is. And if you're not sleeping well, your immune system will suffer. Your skin health will suffer. In fact, there was a study done in the late 90s at the University of Chicago that proved just that that in other words, the immune system, the metabolic functions, in other words, your blood sugar may not be stable, and in turn you could be overproducing insulin, this all has an impact on your overall health. And one of the things you brought out in your book is that with a good night's sleep is that your skin is rejuvenating, and when you wake up, it's plumper, it's fresher, it's definitely more beautiful. And I was fascinated about the area of your house where you sleep is very important. I looked at that as like feng shui or vastu living, because I, my bedroom is in the southwest um, position in my home, and I kind of did that without really thinking, but I sleep well there. And you talk about that's an important place to sleep and then have your uh, feet facing north and your head uh, your head south. Is that right? Do I have that yes, right? Yes, very much so. If you would position the bed so that the headboard is on the south wall and automatically when you're resting, your feet would be pointing north. And if you cannot occupy a southwest bedroom, then especially being in the southwest part of the room is preferable. And it's amazing as to what this has done for many people that have not slept for years and from one night to the next. They fell asleep. And, and again, you bring this out in your case studies of people who have had insomnia, and they just follow that one simple uh, remedy, and they're able to get a really good night's sleep. And you know, the older I get, I find the more I need my good night's sleep. When we're young, we take advantage so much of our health. But what the book, Die Healthy, Pursuing the Dream of Wellness and Longevity, can give for you is to teach you from an early age the proper way of living in keeping your appearance at a certain way, eating, exercising, and sleeping, the importance of the, you know, the fine ingredients of life. Let's talk about fitness programs so that we can avoid injury while exercising. What do you think the listeners would benefit from most? Because really, breathing and exercising are key to maintaining a healthy lifestyle. Yes, and having uh, bel canto vocal training I have applied those techniques to fitness programs and clients that I have had over the years. I would apply those techniques so that to encourage proper breath. And if you have correct breathing, you are automatically improving your cardiovascular and respiratory systems. You are improving your muscle tone. In fact, it's very difficult to improve muscle, the appearance of muscle tissue, if you're not breathing properly. 
And most of us don't, do we? I mean, I always call it a a belly breath, and I come from an acting background where we learn to do diaphragmatic breathing. But it's amazing how most of us in our daily lives, we breathe from our shoulders. So our bodies are never getting the benefit of the full breath. You discuss the importance of breathing in through the nose and exhaling through the mouth because the nose actually filters the air for you. Very much so. And maybe we could take our listeners through a a small little test that they can do at home. Oh, that would be great, Lorraine. Would you do that? Yes. Uh, If you would uh, place yourself before a mirror, make sure that you have your shoulders down and not raised in any way. You would have your lips forward like a fish. Uh, Place your tongue behind the lower teeth, not on the roof of your mouth, because you will, you will suffocate. In other words, you will have restricted breathing if you do that. So the tongue is small, placed behind the lower teeth. You would inhale slowly through your nose. At this time, the diaphragm should inflate like a balloon. Then you would uh, feel the breath going up to your forehead, You would feel uh, a cooling sensation above the brow, and this is how you know that you are breathing correctly. Some people may actually feel dizzy at this point because they're not accustomed in having maximum breath. But feeling dizzy means that you're doing it correctly. Very much so. Let's, uh, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about the statistics and what you, I don't know if we can talk anything about your patent pending pending, um, discoveries here or we can name some of the things because you have wellness capsules that you have been working on, but it's pretty frightening when we look at your research that 8 million Canadians and 62 million Americans have cardiovascular disease. 4 million Canadians and 70 million Americans live with arthritis. Why why is there that huge discrepancy? I mean, that is a big difference. 4 million Canadians, 70 million Americans. What are Americans doing wrong? Besides maybe everything, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I guess both in Canada and in the USA, there are issues in the manner in which we have been managing our insulin and our blood sugar levels. And often sometimes we may go for uh, a checkup at the doctor and we may not have complete knowledge as to where our level really is at. And we take it for granted that everything is fine until at one point, all of a sudden, you have arthritis, cardiovascular disease, uh, diabetes. And these diseases are not um, apart from each other. There is actually a correlation from one to the other. I have had clients over the years that often had arthritis, diabetes, and cancer. I all say all the same things, all three things at one time. Yes. Well, a lot of it has to probably do with uh, some of the regulations and practices of the governments, too, and the, the food labeling and the pyramids and the guides. And I didn't realize until I read your book, Die Healthy, Pursuing the Dream of Wellness on Longevity, that many of the fast food corporations uh, do not have to follow any of the 
the procedures or any of the rules or regulations? How did they get around it? Well, unfortunately, often industry is favored at the government level, and consumers uh, are left without insufficient information, which in turn affects their lifestyle and their overall health. So their money is talking, bottom line. And so we have to take care of our own wellness. That's the key, is that we, if we want to live healthy and if we want to die healthy, it's up to us to take control, to ask questions, to get the information, and to be informed at all times. Very much so, and that's why we have a chapter in the book that indicates uh, the future is up to you, and it really is. And, you know, I want to also say in the book, besides listing all the different awards, and congratulations for all the many awards that you have won and, and winning the Inventive Women Awards, and you're just doing all kinds of great things as an inventor, you also have a great resource section of places that people can find good information and good products because even talking about sleep, you even get down to the, it's important that you have the sheets that, uh, that you use or cotton or wool. You have to have living, breathing materials. And you talk about appearance, how important our appearance is. So the, everything is in the book that you really need to live well and to enjoy the time that we have and to also live without dis-ease, without disease. Let's let people go to your website, Lorraine, and they could sign up there for your wellness experience newsletter. I think that would be a great idea. Would you give out the website, please? www.positivelivingessentials.com And we spell Lorraine's last name M as in Mary I-G-N-A-U-L-T The name of the book is is Die Healthy, Pursuing the Dream of Wellness and Longevity Die Healthy, How I Wish That for Everyone Live Long and Then Die Healthy Lorraine, thank you so much for writing this wonderful book And we'll look forward to all the patents that you have pending coming to fruition so we can all benefit from your research and creativity. Thank you for having me. Thank you, Lorraine, for working on behalf of health. It is a joy. Stay with us. When we come back, we're going to be talking about Alzheimer's. I'm Cynthia Bryan. You're listening to Star Style. Be the star you are. Back in just a minute. World Talk Radio, Studio A. Apathy, violence, and negative messages are everyday occurrences in our country. You can be a change maker when you dare to care by supporting Be the Star You Are Charity, a 501c3 that empowers women, families, and youth through improved literacy, positive media, and tools for living. Visit www.bethestarur.org to find out how you can make a difference in our world. Everyone counts. That web address again is www.bethestarur.org. Be the star you are.org. 
Are you living your dreams? Want to create a life you love but don't know how to begin? Lifestyle coach and personal growth expert Cynthia Bryan has jump-started the lives and careers of clients for over two decades with her signature star-style consultations with personalized sessions by phone or in person. You'll turn your passions into profits. Visit www.cynthiabryan.com or call 925-377-STAR. That's cynthiabryan.com or call 925-377-7827. Cynthia Bryan is your guide on the side. www.cynthiabryan.com. You can be the star you are. You're listening to World Talk Radio. You're listening to Star Style. Be the star you are with hosts Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany. Be the star you are is a 501c3 nonprofit corporation to improve literacy and positive media. All contributions and donations are tax deductible. To comment on today's show, please call in toll free at 1-866-613-1612. That's 1-866-613-1612. Or send an email to info at be the star you are dot org. Now back to Star Style. Style, be the star you are with the Oprah of the Airwaves, Cynthia Bryan. Be the star you are. Well, this is a power hour, and we are so glad that you are with us. According to an ABC News poll, 41% of Americans, that's two out of every five adults, have a relative or a close friend who has had Alzheimer's, a disease that results in the breakdown of the victim's ability to communicate, and it leads to frustration, anger, and bewilderment. I must say I am a person that has, a, has had a close relative that had Alzheimer's, and it's a horrible, horrible disease. Well, Nancy Pierce is a medical social worker with over 20 years of experience. In working in long-term health care and hospice settings, she specializes in working with persons who have dementia and teaches families, friends, professionals, both nationally and internationally, how to communicate and connect. That's the key thing, connect effectively with persons with dementia. Her very caring book on creating connections is Inside Alzheimer's. Welcome, Nancy, to Be the Star You Are. Thank you, Cynthia. Nancy, this book is, was just so helpful. Your book, Inside How Alzheimer's, How to Hear and Honor Connections with a Person Who Has Dementia. What a beautiful subtitle because, first of all, you didn't originally set out, I'd like people to know your background because you didn't set out to be a social worker or to work with Alzheimer. I was very amused at how you would really were in the man's world physically, you know, even doing construction, climbing poles. And then you had a turning point. Tell us a little bit about your beginning years. Yes, I, I, uh, I left school. I used to be uh, in statistical research and got very disenchanted with uh, statistics because, you know, you can prove totally opposite points with the same information. Um, and wound up going into the world of business um, and eventually became a home improvements contractor. Um, after learning how to use tools with a phone company. Um, but when I was 35, where uh, that was, of course, the day when I thought 35 was midlife. <laughs> I know. Isn't that, isn't that interesting? When you pass 35, then it just keeps going up a little bit. <laughs> Those are kids now. 
<laughs> yeah, I'm hoping it's a little longer than 35. But anyway, at midlife for me at that time, um, I had dreams of working with elders and uh, went back to school after a tortured decision uh, to, to get a degree in social work and found myself in a nursing home where 80% of the people had dementia. And of course, none of my training in the 1980s had any, uh, we didn't even mention the word dementia um, or Alzheimer's or, you know, it's just starting to be talked about in the day. And so the frustration was trying to figure out ways to help individuals that I was with in the nursing home. Um, well, and then, of course, family members working with them. Well, I mean, I can just see this from reading your book, your love and your compassion and your patience and your understanding just flow through the words and how fortunate anyone is to have you working with them or being, I love the word being with them, because this is really what is the crux of your book is how to be present with the person, whether they can talk or not talk. They, they're locked inside there. Would you describe really what Alzheimer's is? What's the difference between just dementia and Alzheimer? Because people are very frightened, I think, of, of that disease. And it helps to have information. Very true, and it's actually a very common uh, non-understanding, I guess, is the difference between dementia and Alzheimer's. Dementia is an umbrella term which includes many cognitive loss conditions. Um, The most common one is Alzheimer's disease, about 60 ish percent of people who who have dementia are of the Alzheimer's type. Um, But what I think is one of the most important understandings is that there are many reversible conditions. Alzheimer's is not reversible at this point. We don't yet have medications to help reverse its course. But there are many reversible conditions that can cause cognitive loss. And so, you know, what I really love to make sure people understand is the importance of going to a geriatric assessment center or geriatrician in order to get uh, checked out on an ongoing basis to, to find out because, you know, it may be a reversible condition that has led to some change in your ability to remember. Well, and aren't there, I mean, there's more studies going on all the time, but aren't there now some tests that can be done to see whether you might be a candidate for dementia or Alzheimer's. I mean, there's, there's daily there's something that's happening. And I know there's lots of people that advocate even a change of diet, eating certain ways, et cetera, will help you in perhaps at least keeping it at bay for a while. Do you have fine truth in that? Oh, very much so. I mean, there have been so many beautiful studies that show that, I mean, cutting smoke, you can delay the onset of a dementing illness by, you know, six, seven, eight years. You know, if, if you are going to get it anyway, it's going to delay you getting it. It's that many more years you have. Um, you know, so there, there are many things, of course, controlling your blood pressure, sugar, weight, all of the things that are associated with a lot of diseases, as was, you know, when, with your discussion with your last um, individual that you were talking with, um, eating fish, you know, brain food, uh, exercising all kinds of what's good for your um you know heart. your body is good for your brain isn't it exactly i mean the bottom line is 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 this is why we wanted to do a healthy show is to make sure that we try to live healthy and then we all have a better chance of controlling things well let's get to things in your book because what you're teaching 
so beautifully are six basic principles of connection. And you have many, many case studies in here and very funny, some very funny stories that I'd, I, I, you'll have to tell the Mavis story because that one I laughed so hard with Mavis and your skirt falling down. Oh, boy. <laughs> but the fact is, is, is often when people have dementia, the caregiver, especially if it's a spouse or, you know, a child, you, you get frustrated because you get angry. You, you lose track of the person that used to be with now that the disease that is. Yeah. And you talk about to intend a connection, free yourself of judgment, to love freely and openly, to be open to being loved, to be silent, and to be thankful. I'd love to go over a couple of these, if you will, because intending the connection to me is the key of the beginning. It's obvious it's difficult when you don't know if someone can't communicate with words or even actions, but if we intend just to be present in the moment with them, we can find something. Yes, there, there are many strengths. I mean, I think we have long underestimated the person who has dementia. Um, that what I have found is that the individual with dementia still has so much to share, and so much that they can teach us during interactions. Um, that with the intending a connection and freeing yourself of opinions and judgments, it's bringing our self awareness. Uh, claiming responsibility for being aware of what gets in the way of connections and try to let go of it, at least for the moment while you're interacting with that individual. Let go of what gets in the way, all of our self-talk that we usually do, you know, what I call the gremlins. You know, I was just going to ask break. you about those gremlins because we all have gremlins, don't we? It's like those little tape recorders that go on and on, and, and they scare us, these gremlins. Yes, they do, <laughs> very much so. And that's where we have to open to the love, and we have to, you know, share, just let our hearts be open and say, I love you, and then be able to be loved back in whatever way is being offered. Well, to be open to, to and understanding that it is a mutual relationship, that when we hear a piece of their wisdom um, or see their perspective from, from their world, because they are in a very different place than we are in the moment, um, or a gesture that might weave us into their world, or, or share laughter together or sadness, that those are the moments that both of our isolation and sense of hopelessness ends in that moment. You know, well, we what I recognized in reading your book, and again, the name of the book is Inside Alzheimer's, How to Hear and Honor Connections with a Person Who Has Dementia. The author I'm speaking with is Nancy Pierce, is... You are there. You have a tool you call being with. And so it's really a very just being there with the person, whether it's with touch and you observe a bridge or you encourage the person's expressions. And mostly it's listening beyond the words. And so I found in reading your stories is how you were really listening with your body, mind, and spirit for cues of how you could connect with that person with dementia. Definitely, because what we keep forgetting, you know, we are so proud of our left brains, you know, our ability to figure things out and speak clearly. That, but what we tend to forget is a good 90% of communication has nothing to do at all with the words that come out of our mouth. It's about the tone of voice. 
It is about the cadence with which we talk. It's our arms, our leg, you know, our entire presence. And people with dementia very much pick up the messages. They may not be able to understand very clearly the words you're saying or process them, but they very much can pick up the attitude with which you're saying it. You know, they have very strong antenna. Well, this is a great bridge to talk about the Mavis story because that was full of humor. Would you please tell us that one? Because you couldn't reach her until her ear skirt got caught in her wheelchair. Oh, yes. Bless, bless Mavis and, and my heart. Um, I was a hospice social worker at the time, and Mavis was a person that had fairly profound dementia. Uh, she could, did not know who her daughter was from time to time, didn't know who I certainly was from visit to visit, but she knew that these nice ladies were coming to see her, so that was good. Um, but every time she would see me, she would be in this query of trying to understand what, you know, what, why am I still here, basically? Why am I still here in this world? Um, she had, was not at the end stage of dementia. She could still verbalize with mismatched words, but she could still talk to some extent. Um, she had another disease process that was um, going to kill her. Uh, eventually she would die from that. But Mavis, every week I would go and try to do a life review with her, go through family pictures, see if I could find out the essence of what this, concern was that she had, What try to come up with some meaning and significance to life. The seventh time, eighth time I went in to see her, I introduced myself for the first time again. Right. Know. It's always the first time. It's, it's always like the, the first time. Right. Yes. <laughs> she doesn't know who you are, so hey, who am I? And she's going, why am I here? And she, whatever. She asked for a glass of water. You know, being a good social worker, I knew she was able to have, she could handle that she could swallow appropriately you know and being a good social worker i locked her wheelchair to make sure she was safe and everything i wear is this you know spandexy stretchy kind of material and i locked my chair in her wheelchair and walked away and the skirt came down around my ankles i was mortified <laughs> i was so mortified and i quickly you know i'm rifling all my dignity back up if i can you know as i'm bringing my skirt up around my ears and i turned around and mavis is sitting in this wheelchair and this roly-poly body is just shaking, and she's going, laughing her socks off. And it gave me such a bad case of the giggles. We just you both the connected time. on the giggles. Absolutely connected on that level. So what was funny about that story to me, and I don't know if it's typical or atypical, is that all those times you visited, you introduced yourself for the first time, but the week you came out up again, you're thinking, okay, I'm not going to be embarrassed. You won't remember me anyway. Yeah, I'm trying to she, rifle my She remembered back. you. That's the lady who's got For the rest of her life, that woman remembered who I was. It was, it was, you know, I had to get over myself. I was, you know, I had to get over my embarrassment that and just so kid, because that was the power of that connection. And what was interesting, I found, as a social worker, you know, you, you'd sort of go back and you'd look at these things. That actually was a turning point moment, and she really wound up going through some life review and process and and discovered a meaning and significance in her life with all of her mismatched words till to the point where I feel she came to quite a beautiful peace with the life having been lived in this world. Well, uh, let's uh, let's discuss the end of life a little bit because you have four things that you encourage people to do. Write your five wishes, write your obituary, do a spiritual inventory, and bring more awareness to the dying process. And to me, that's, those seem like very, very important to 
get encouraged and inspired. I mean, we're all going to die, so we might as well get ready. Very true, very true. And these exercises, you know, there's, um, I call them working it out because exercise is too intimidating for me. I don't know about other people. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. But, um, you know, different ways to work out these uh, various aspects that I um, go through on Inside Alzheimer's. But um, the these particular exercises for the end of life, I feel, are important for everyone, um, e- even if you know, all through life, because what it, what they do is they help us assess where we are, who we are, and really conceptualize and you know a direction that we want to go. Are we are we really living life in the way that's most meaningful for us, and a way that I want to be in this world with kindness? Well, with that, let's give you a website so that people can go and get your book. The name of the book is Inside Alzheimer's: How to Hear and Honor Connections with a Person Who Has Dementia. Our author has been Nancy Pierce. Nancy, would you be so kind to give out your website? Certainly. It's www.insidealzheimers.com. And Alzheimer's does have a Z. Nancy, thank you so much for being a guest on Be the Star You Are today and for connecting with these people and having such compassion and empathy and being with them, just being in the moment. That is such a beautiful thing. Thank you, Nancy, for being on the show. That was Inside Alzheimer's. I am Cynthia Bryan. I want to thank you all for being great listeners and choosing to spend your hour of power with Heather, Brittany, and I each week. Until we meet next week, celebrate in the moment. I'm Cynthia Bryan, and we'll see you soon. On the silver screen, singing lovely songs of love. It's all I ever dreamed of. This business of show business is no stroll in the park This business like no business can hold you in the dark But if that voice keeps calling you The choice is in your heart Then this business I show business Where you are Let the music start Listen. The world is talking. World Talk Radio.